0: Welcome to the first podcast of March 2019. In this episode, guest host Tubby and I have a conversation with Keon McMillan, a.k.a. Keezy, an Alaskan rapper, producer, and co-founder of Sky Division, a hip-hop collective of Alaskan rappers and producers. I first met Keezy back in 2015 while working on Crude Issue 3, Arrogant Minds, which focused on Alaska hip-hop culture. In the following conversation, we get into the importance of determination and perseverance to success, recognizing and seizing opportunities, being co-signed by people you look up to, and the influence hip-hop music and culture has on society and political change. Okay, on to the Crude Company men. Shout out to Trina Duber, Seward Brewing Company, David North, Crystal Liska, Derek Adolf, Blue and Gold Board Shop. Shane Robinson, and Sharon Liska. As always, thank you all so much for your support. This podcast would not be possible without you. The company men support this podcast by subscribing to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash crude magazine. The company men come in at $50 or more a month. Right now, there are close to 70 patrons supporting this podcast at all subscription levels. From $1 a month at the Roustabout level to $50 and above a month at the Company Man level. Thank you to everyone who believes in this podcast, and thank you to everyone who subscribes to the Crude Patreon. Okay, so back in June of 2017, I came across a Facebook post that Keezy was tagged in. I actually reposted it to the Crude Facebook and Instagram. It was originally posted by a woman named Charity who witnessed Keezy save a man's life at the gym Keezy worked at at the time. I could summarize the post, but I think that might cheapen the reality of what happened, so I'll read it in full. It starts, Today, like any other weekday, I went to the gym to work out. Business as usual, except I invited my girlfriend Karen to work out with me. As we were working out, we started up a conversation about our individual personal matters. Most of the conversation was wrapped around appreciating people that are in our lives and removing the cancerous people that don't bring peace or joy to our lives. Fifteen minutes into our conversation, I see this young man, I'm talking early 20s, running frantically to the front of the fitness club. I thought that a fire had broken out, or someone got shot. That's how fast he was running. In my spirit, I knew something was wrong, but had no clue as to what it was at that moment. I began to lock my eyes on this young man. He ran as fast as he could back to the racket court. I noticed that he was carrying what looked like a defibrillator, As I watched him run on the court, I see a lifeless body laying on his back. No movement. Nothing. My heart began to sink. At that moment, I did what I know best to do in this type of situation, and that was to pray. With full confidence, and now a crowd of bystanders watching, the young man carrying the defibrillator jumped into action with no hesitation and started administering CPR on what looked to be a man in his 50s. I continued to pray. Five minutes had passed. No movement. Ten minutes. No movement. Mind you, this kid never stopped trying to resuscitate the man that had gone into cardiac arrest. Finally, after 12 minutes, I'm looking at the time on my machine, a little movement and the paramedics arrive on site to take over. The young man then walks away, goes outside of the gym to call his mother to tell her what just happened and asked her to start praying. Long story short, the man that went into cardiac arrest finally started breathing and had a pulse. The medics took him to the nearest hospital in hopes of a full recovery. That said, I want to thank Keezy for being a bold and brave citizen by taking immediate action when no one else did. Our community needs more people like this. Because of you, a father, uncle, husband, brother, or a friend is still alive. And that's how Charity's post ends. I've personally only known Keezy for a few years. But in that time, I've been able to determine a few very important things about him as a person. He has a big heart, and although he wants to succeed in his dream of being a rapper or producer, above all, he wants to do it in a way that won't cheapen his music and strip it of a meaningful message. Okay, I think I've probably talked enough. Here's Keezy. Mike is hot. Mike's hot? Mike's hot. Is it recording. That's what that means, dude.
1: Crude Conversations. Listen more than you talk.
0: Go to work. Welcome hey. to the podcast. Thank you to have me, Welcome man. home, sir.
1: What a
2: time to be alive. Man, I had to come see my mom. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> I had seen my mom in like a year. Did She so didn't know you were coming? She knew, but she didn't know. I pulled up on her at work with nice. the, the gifts and everything, you know. would you so get her? We got her well, my girl here, she she hasn't ever been to Alaska. So it actually was kind of her idea to like bring gifts and all
1: that. Nice. You know.
2: But we got we got like some we got her favorite wine and then my mom has this thing with like gummy bears and coke. Like coca not Coke drug, <laughs> but Coca Cola. <Right>, right. <laughs> Keezy's
0: mom's wild. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to party. <laughs> no, nah,
2: shout out to moms though. And then we got uh I don't know, just like chips and like all this just random stuff nice. with, like things that she... How long has it been since you've seen her last? It's been like, it's been a little bit over a year. I don't even remember like the exact last time I seen her for
1: real. I think
2: she might've come to visit. No, she came to visit when I had moved into, remember when you came to, uh, we did the, was it, it was Tubby's podcast. Yeah, the the Man Man Cave podcast at my house. Right. That's the last time that she was there before you came. I
1: didn't have shit in my house. (laughs) So how long has it been since you technically moved out of Alaska? I moved out of Alaska twenty. Thirteen,
2: and then I was in Seattle, twenty fourteen. Being
1: gone as long as you've you've been gone, how does it feel to come home now? Like when you come home, what kind of feelings do you get? I feel like, are you the big city boy that I don't want to come I, home no more? Or you know are what's you the so guy funny? Get,
2: like I go places, and I realize it's kind of gonna sound kind of corny, but like I realize how good I've treated people my time being here. Because every time I come back home, I go out and I just get so much love, bro. And it's just dope because it's like. There's a lot of rappers, or like, you know, even just artists from here that like go and like have come back. Right. And it's like, it's not even the same. You right. know what I'm for saying? Sure. So it's like, so for it's sure. dope for me. I don't know. I feel like when I come home, like I was saying earlier, I feel like I want to stay. Like right. I want to move back up. You know what right. I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Being in Seattle is dope too. Cause it's like, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of opportunity.
0: What do you have going on in Seattle?
2: Right now, honestly, I've been so focused on shooting videos and just like building my studio at home because I just moved into a new spot over on the West, you know what I'm saying? So I've just been trying to build my own shit. And I think, um, I'll be honest, like in 2014, 2015, when I moved there and like was actually like really just kind of starting to get established, it was so many things going on like locally where it was like, I feel like. The opportunities were, like, easier to capture. Now it's kind of, like, I feel like things have actually slowed down there. You know what I'm saying? And even the artists, I feel like that were, like, kind of, like, locally popping and, like, buzzing a little bit. They're even starting to, like, try to find ways to get out because it's just, like, it's a different scene now. You know what I mean?
1: You, you initially left for musical reasons, correct?
2: Yeah, for sure. But I was going to school out there, too. Right,
1: right. Now, speaking of uh, local artists and leaving, do you, I mean, obviously you keep in tune with what's going on back home musically. Do mm-hmm. you... Do you ever feel like it's a struggle to grow as an artist down in the States while maintaining relevancy back home?
2: I used to think about that a lot. And I feel like I used to, like, just kind of hear things like that, too. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, people try to, like, disassociate me from the scene here because of, like, me kind of leaving at the time that I did, I think, you know? I hadn't really, like, Sky Div was what it was here. But I don't even think we really, like, got the chance to really—we weren't even— of age, you know what I'm saying? So we didn't even have a chance. To, I turned 21 in Seattle. Right. We didn't even have a chance to really do nothing here. So, you know, when I left, it was kind of like, well, and then, you know, Darius had already gone down there, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, things were just so different at that time. But I don't, but yeah, I think being, you know, down in Seattle, it's a little different up here. I think how people kind of, you know, for,
0: it. for the people who don't know what Sky Div is, could you explain it?
2: You know what I'm saying? It just depends on who you talk to. Like, I mean, who's asking, I guess, you know, cause it's like. To some people, they still look at, like, what it is now and, like, kind of, like, try to associate it with what it was back then. Initially, though, telling this story from the beginning, like, I would never say we were, like, a group. It was more like a collective, you know? And we had a lot of different components of, like, producers, photographers, you know, video people, like, graphic designers, like, artists. So it was just, like, really just a large collective. There was probably about, like, 12 of us or something like that, I think, like, at one point. And um, during, I would say... Twenty ten to twenty like twelve, bro, We had <laughs> when when I look at like Frozen Founders and like you know Rage City Records and like
0: And these are these are newer groups yeah, right now, right? Well, okay. I would say
2: like you know and well I mean like Frozen's kinda like been established, I guess with you know, those are my guys outside of rap, like right. you know, Dylan, Fiki, like people sure. like that, like DC. These are guys I knew before, you know, we were even like really trying to do music like that as,
1: so as an outsider that came to anchorage you know and me you know you and me are close friends but we're, there's a big age difference between us and so when i stumbled upon you guys you guys were still in high school yeah and you know and, and i was I rem- like 60 yeah and i remember just you know as an older guy outside of school and also being not being from anchorage just hearing the name sky division everywhere you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. you guys had that stamp from josh boots basically mm-hmm. a cosign which i think it helped you guys a lot. Do you remember the moment you guys came up with the whole concept of Sky Division? Like, who came up with the concept? Who came up with the name?
2: It was my birthday, twenty ten. I always remember because it it's like it was my birthday. I was sitting in my room with Nick. <laughs> a lot of people know Nick Zula or like Fancy. He's a he's an artist out here, not musically. He paints pictures and stuff like that. But um, that's my best friend. We were just chilling, and I was just telling him that like there was some people. I went to East, and there was like. Groups that were that MySpace was still kind of popping at the time, and people were like, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. you, you know, like on your like space was
1: cracking at one point. Let's my, not MySpace lie. Was, I'm not gonna lie. MySpace was lit to like. That was my favorite place. Like, I like.
0: I like how everyone had to uh, learn. To use a little bit of HTML code, yeah. yeah. Everybody, sure. like that's the the yeah. extent of I, my dad, knowledge of that. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> bro, my dad used to be editing the fuck out my page, like. But I, uh Shut yeah, I heart. had uh seen like a lot of people kind of forming their own little clicks and stuff, and it was more so kind of people that like, I have like this complex, but like in my head, I felt like these these people think they're like better than me, like or like right. they don't want to like associate me with. But uh, the whole time, it was kind of more like I can't be under your. Right. Jurisdiction, you know what I'm right. saying? I gotta have my own stuff. So, sure. so when I was telling him, I was like, you know, these guys are making teams because they're like sports players. They're like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think I already, I don't think I had torn my ACL just yet, but I I knew that like, you know, I wasn't really gonna be hooping like that, like going long
1: term. And before music, that was your main. That passion, was my right? like,
2: yeah, everything. You know, I've always played. Actually, played music started doing musical things before I ever playing basketball. Oh, okay. But I wanted, I felt like basketball would get me into school. Right. At least, like, you know, D2 or something. Maybe. Right, right. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try to get school paid for or something. Right, like that. yeah, for sure. So, but um. anyway, so so I told Nick, I was like, we're going to do this. My boy at the time, his name's Austin Anderson. He's actually the person between me and him, like we came up with the name. And he was never really in skydive. That's a funny thing. But Uh you know what I'm saying? We kind of like just brainstormed that shit together. And Currency was real popping at the time and Wiz too. So that's kind of where we even kind of got that whole like, you know, Sky, like, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. that's just funny. Kinda all kinda when, I initially, <laughs> when
1: I initially got put on you guys, I remember thinking, like, oh, these guys are like Jet Life, Lucky or like right? Pat, right. Pack Div, you know what I mean? But it was
2: dope too because I was a huge Odd Future fan, right? And I always thought. Which is funny
1: because you guys always reminded me.
2: It's about like that. Yeah. It's like that. You know it's what I'm a saying? collective. Of- and kind of how they came up too. It's like, I don't think all those guys were really like friends from the beginning, but like, you know, I, f- I felt like we were just tied in because we had all different walks of life. It was like, you know cash was like you know i don't yeah, know right, i'm not gonna name,
1: name it. some of the guys though because uh, there are guys that are known yeah who originated in skydive a lot
2: of the people from skydive originally actually everybody except like one person really or two don't even live here no more. You right. know what I'm but i would say uh skate god or dustin uh darius me uh t smirk brain uh, d money cash got rest in peace together
1: as um, like Wu Tang Clan.
2: Man, I swear I don't even remember. There were a lot of people who were kind of like affiliated with us that right. didn't do music, like right. at the time, like uh, homie Demarcus Cox. I don't know what he went by, but <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, John Buck, you know what I'm saying. Just like so many people, like um, I remember. There's like, so guys, many people. You guys I had like, that you guys just
1: show like, for the regular? T- was it the regular was, show? Yeah, and uh, I remember coming to that and hanging out with you, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, man, like at that point in local rap there was like there was out the cut but for the most part there weren't like crews there well, was
2: Odyssey was already in
1: and, hey, shit, yeah, right China right was. but you know really when you look at the whole the state like yeah there's Arctic flow but Arctic flow was really like two mm-hmm. or three guys uh even out the cut right there was really three or four guys sky division was like the first like like you said a collective of yeah. kids and like from the videos you guys shot like the uh the one video you're not in the song but uh uh aka kids, B- get, kids get, the get the biz like huge that, that video was huge oh
2: so, shit lamont hendrix i'm i fucking forgot but lamont too because <laughs> lamont was like you know what i'm saying right. a, yeah a, sure. really like he was one of those people where it was just like he was like like a corner piece you right. know what i'm saying like it yeah. was cool it's like, what i
1: thought was a bunch of kids mm-hmm. producing high quality stuff the music sonically sounded good mm-hmm. the videos were dope like and you know and i was Hanging out without the cut, which they had dope videos, but they're showing like them balling out and being flashy, like mm. rapper shit. Yeah, it was like Whereas to, you like guys, like I was even telling Cody in one of the previous episodes, Sky Division <laughs> was like the first group of guys that you guys weren't a bunch of gangsters. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of Anchorage kids. Some guys are skateboarders. Some guys are producers. Yeah. Some guys are rappers. And it was dope to see that. You and Darius, in my opinion, I think a lot of people will say this. You and Darius were like the two shining stars. I would say,
2: I would say Dustin too. But people, because he was like doing, people knew, you know what I'm saying. And he was a bro skate production wise, right? Is out of here, you know what I'm saying. So it's like people knew, but I feel like because he wasn't always in front of the camera, it was kind of like they didn't really like think about it like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna lie, and I wanted to say this too, like on record, like shit changed when. Because it wasn't, Darius and Skate weren't even a part of it at the beginning. I had asked them because me and Darius were starting to do music together a lot. Right. And I knew, you know what I'm saying? I want to do this musically. It's not going to be like, like I said, niggas just make, or excuse me, people just making like, this is, uh, those <laughs> crude conversations. I don't want to, you, know, I don't, what you know what I'm saying? But people just making like, you know, clicks for nothing just right. to say it's something, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, and I, I really wanted to carry this shit out somewhere. So I was like,
0: everybody you know. was actually really close.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah well that that too i mean there were people like you know at the time like i would say like somebody like me and cash we weren't close but we knew each other through mutual people who we were close with mm-hmm. So it's like of course like that's my guy you know what i'm saying like and even at that time like i don't even think these guys really like took music that seriously like me and darius or like me, you know, me and skate did but it was still just like cash is such a good rapper you know what i'm saying or like d money's such a good rapper where it's like it don't even matter bro at that time you're we 16 17 whatever i'm like yo When we get to that point, I know you're gonna be good. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna stress it. so.
0: So what what was it like growing up in a group of friends like Sky Division, where it was kind of like an obvious byproduct of of local hip hop, but you guys kind of found each other because of this common passion.
2: As an as an artist, you'll probably feel me when I say this, like you find a good engineer, bro, you don't even have to be a great rapper, dog. Like you find a good engineer, somebody you vibe with, that's gonna work. I was good at rapping, like don't get me wrong, but like You know, me and Darius, bro, at that time, it was just like, I mean, I don't know. What are two things that mesh together very well? Like, that's you know what I'm saying? So Ketchup was, and mustard? You know what I'm saying? Like it You
0: was... guys
1: are so different just stylistically just, like... and just who you are as people but that was the other thing that I liked when I before we became friends the contrast between you and Darius you mm-hmm. know what I mean Like even visually right? You're a dark skinned tall mm-hmm. handsome kid Thank Darius you. is like <laughs> eccentric looking you know like Darius looks like he just paints all day you Darius, know what I mean? Yeah, like,
2: he just looks creative and like... not, not
0: to
1: say that Darius is ugly I find him he's a decent looking boy you know what I mean yeah. but it's like it's just it was such a contrast. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever feel pressure like because i know josh boots has vocally stated that you're his favorite local rapper he mm-hmm. thinks you're the best local rapper this is coming from the guy most of us look at as the greatest local rapper I do. <laughs> then, you know then the darius put out his tape when he was at a young age so at, mm-hmm. at, at the time did you guys feel any pressure that you had like the ogs of the game co-signing you nah i <laughs> wait before
2: i answer that i wanted to just say like you know going back to your question bro like i really feel like it was destiny i that sounds maybe like a little cliche but straight up like I said it, it wasn't even like we all knew each other like that right. like that until we all kind of came together but like just the key components of like you know me and brain I've known brain since eighth I was in eighth grade he was in seventh grade or maybe even sixth at the time because it was at biggest they like joined all the right. like that Right. <laughs> this kid was a track star brain,
1: brain was a track he star? was a
2: track superstar That's he blew me out Wow. Three years later or whatever.
1: For those that don't know, Brain is the quiet guy in the back of Sky Division. He's With one the of the producers. Super low-key. I love Brain. And he's just an eccentric dude himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But super low-key. I would have never thought of Bruh. him as any type it's of nasty. athletic star, though. I'm not going to lie. nasty. That's what's up. Shout out to Brain.
2: It's just so funny, like, you know, thinking about kind of how everything did come together. And I think, like, you know, for me, it's, it's just crazy because regardless of what anybody says nobody could ever take this away from us bro like we were the first group of people like that to do that shit here at that age oh yeah, at that age sure. you know what i'm saying which that's that that's very important though for because sure. it's like i'm only 25 now the shit is hasn't even really started yet you right. know what i'm saying no, it's so it's crazy. like for me to already have like had something like that under my belt i just feel like you know if i died today. day i go down. Niggas, gonna, people gonna remember that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so it's cool. But um, for for you though, bro, I was gonna say like with, with Josh and them, you know, people don't understand that like Josh says the things he does about me because of things that he seen not on camera. You right. know what I'm saying? He's, he knows that me and Darius will drive from East Anchorage to uh, airport highway to go to your studio just for a few hours. You know what I'm saying? Right. In the snow. Or right. whatever conditions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just because yeah. that's how much we love that shit. You know what right. I'm saying? He knows that, like, he can call me to do a show to open for, uh, you know what I'm saying, whoever, right. wherever, you know what I'm saying? And he could he could just tell me to rip that shit and I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? For he sure. knows, like, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I don't have pressure because these guys are supportive of us. It's never been like, I don't know him and he co-signed me. So I'm like, right. I hope I live up to his expectations. That's right. my guy. I'll call Josh right like now. Like you were already
0: doing your thing and he just recognized it. <laughs>
2: people like you people like you you know what i'm saying like josh like i respect before i even knew so i'm already just like you know i'm gonna reach out if i have to right right right. that's what i was saying like as a rapper sometimes like i don't really know if i want to right with stuff like that though it's like i'll be a little thirsty i stopped josh in his tracks at school he used to coach football at my high school I seen him in the gym. I was like, I would already followed him on Twitter and kind of been like trying to be interactive, you know. Right. But I was, uh, he actually, oh shit, David Haygood.
1: Right. Shot to Haygood. Yo,
2: that another person that was like in skydiv. Always one of the, one, has of the been, one of the
1: craziest people on local Twitter. Right.
2: <laughs> it's so funny, like David. Honestly, David's one of the nicest rappers I've That's ever met. In from my everybody.
0: Life. Getting back to you said you stopped Josh Boots. Yeah. Yeah in yeah. what way how did this transpire how did this happen so
2: i was <laughs> i remember this like it was yesterday i was sitting on the ground because i was waiting for a ride and i was just sitting on the ground in the gym josh knew me as an artist through david but mm-hmm. i don't think he really ever heard nothing of mine like that really? and so um you know he could always just like hype like yeah. gas me up and shit i guess but i uh i was sitting on the ground and i seen josh walk in the gym and i was just like i might have been like a lot of things happened I was like sixteen. I might have been like sixteen or so that and was, I just like I saw him and I, like I said I already been following my Twitter and been kind of interactive so I just ran up to him and I was just like i like, I think I said like yo you're Josh Boots right and he was just like yeah and then I was like I'm Keezy and he kind of like I think he like finished my sentence you know so he's mm-hmm. like you're Keezy you know and I was like bro like I want to like do something you know what I'm saying? I want to like work with you and he was just like yeah, David was telling me about you, blah, blah, blah. And he was, it's so funny because, I mean, I'm also just like a kid at the school he coaches right, at. So right. it's like, you know, he's not going to be a dick to me probably. Yeah. But he, it was it was like he, like I said, I don't think he really heard music of mine. But I think right. that he was just so open to like working with me. And maybe he just knew that I was like kind of dedicated to the right, shirt, You know what I'm saying? So I'd have had no fear. <laughs> that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> so has, has living in Seattle changed your style or the way that you, you look at, at rapping nowadays?
2: Um, I don't think living in Seattle has, but I think growing up just in general kind of has. And I think just kind of looking at how music has changed, which is like For sure. every day, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But just like looking at how shit changed now, I feel like I kind of make music a little differently. I kind of produce a little differently, you know. Um, I would say when I first moved to Seattle, my style kind of changed a little bit then because it was like... I just felt different after that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt, like, almost like I recreated myself. Right. Like, you know for what I'm sure. saying? And she was still kind of the same in the sense that, like, we still had the same people around. We still had, like, right. the same team kind of thing for a while. Mm-hmm. But there was this one time. I don't know. This is kind of, like, going off on a rant. But this is this one time <laughs> Maxim Mills was DMing me. This was around the time that, like, people were doing that, like,
0: Maximil's the rapper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's <laughs> with uh, Joker, the bail bondsman. Mm
2: hmm. That's low key my uncle. Not Joker, Max. Right, right. Because, long story, you know how black people are. Right? Yeah, yeah. But that's like That's like my uncle,
0: though. Wait, what is it? I don't understand what that means. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everybody's your family member when you're black, low key. Like, if you see somebody, like, you know, like, you grew up with them or whatever, y'all got family friends, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. my cousin or like, that's my
1: auntie or whatever. Those right. Fairbanks so, boys are always like, oh, my brother, <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. Yeah,
2: that's my brother. Like, you know. <laughs> So with Max, my one of my really, really, really close like family friends from like birth, his name is Matthew Shinri. That's his dad's brother. You know what I'm saying? And so I just like you know I know that whole family like so. Anyway, Max was demon me, and it was around the time that people were doing like that Facebook was it like sixteen
0: a, bar challenge something, or something like right? that? You know
2: what I'm saying? And, and I
0: I think it was this sixteen bar bucket challenge. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Such a good memory. This is before <laughs> this is before the aka cipher though, or the the thing that they did at. Mm-hmm whatever that Rage called. city cipher yeah the race city cipher i'm f- Fuck. so so the, so he hits me up and he's like bruh you know you should i don't remember exactly what he asked me to do or something like that but i, I kind of was just like i don't really want to be that alaskan rapper like i understand i don't, and by that i mean like i didn't want people to just look at they don't look at drake and be like He's a, like, Canadian rapper. People damn near think Drake's from, like, New York. I know right. a, I was in New York and somebody tried to tell me that, like, you know, Drake was, like, from New York, basically. You know what Because right. it's, like, right there. He's from Toronto, he's right? He's from Toronto, yeah. yeah. But it's, like, you know, pe- but people don't even look at Drake as, like, no. Oh, he's the Canadian rapper. Like, you know, right. you think of a billion other adjectives to describe him before it's, like oh, he's the Canadian guy, you know what I'm
1: saying? You're you're thinking, you're looking at it as the big picture. Yeah, exactly. And you're not just trying to stay in this circuit. You're trying to get to the big leagues, right? And I feel like certain artists want to do that, certain don't, and it doesn't make it right or wrong. But obviously that's why you left. You know, you don't want to be put in a box.
0: I interviewed Swollen members a while back, and Prevail was saying that, uh, because they're from Canada, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that, I, I forget exactly the context he said it in, but he was like, growing up in Canada, you're always compared to other Canadians. So this is good for Canada, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, that's actually exactly what it's like to be in Alaska. It's like, oh, that's pretty good for Alaska. And so the mentality of getting out and doing things on a larger scale Mm. um, and not comparing yourself to other people just in Alaska. So you're like this big fish in a small pond, right? And so you don't have that mentality.
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I think it's like that for anything low-key that's like, creative or like you know sports yeah yeah, i was just saying even athletically You know, yeah like i think i was gonna say like the biggest in my opinion the biggest basketball player from here mario chalmers yeah yeah did not get to the nba by staying and just playing basketball locally same thing
0: with uh ryan stassel he's a a snowboarder and he's been in the olympics so he he realized that he needed to get out Mm -hmm. because you need to be where everybody else is yeah that are competing on that level and people are not competing on that level here
2: I feel like you can go to L.A. tonight and it's like three local shows popping. And they're probably all sold out or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Which is like, you can't really compare because even like the populations are different. But like, that's why I like what like people like Frozen are doing. You know what I'm saying? but I've seen like them throw like little like pop up shop parties which, which, and stuff like that. Which, which, like, I'm glad you're talking about yeah. that. Do
1: you stay pretty in tune with what's going on here at home even though you live down there? Yeah, I care. I, your, I care. What are your what are your honest thoughts on the music scene here in Alaska now? From I your just standpoint? want
2: I care, bro. Like if this if this shit looks bad, I feel like I look bad too. Absolutely. They always Absolutely. gonna be it's like you're from there. And honestly, even outside of that, it's almost like it's almost like if you have like a team, like a football team. Of like all stars, but you lose every game. Like, how does that you know what I'm saying? Like you're
0: only as good as your weakest link, right? Yeah, I'm
2: saying, like, you know, if I if I look at the scene that has so many good, so much good talent, so many good components of people that could just do amazing shit, right? But nothing's happening, which I'm not saying that's what it is, but like, you know, if that were the case, like I would I would feel some type of way about that because like like I said, when I was here, and not to make it sound like, you know, well shit changed when I left, but like when I was here though. It, it wasn't like that, you know what I'm right. saying? Because we were always doing something even outside of like music shit. We had, right. They had like parties going shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Where it was just like the name was always kind of buzzing around, you know what I'm saying? But, but now I do pay attention though, you know what I'm saying? And even I, like through you, I feel like, you know, I right. kind of watch what, what you pick up on too because I feel like you're kind of like the person who, if something is popping or even right. starting to come up, like, right. you're going to be the first to talk about it. You know right,
1: what I'm saying? Right, I'm glad, I'm glad someone recognizes that. Hey, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotta get him, man. His flowers, man. You Thank know what, you. what I'm which,
1: which, which, you know, the next question would be, so from from what you see from your vantage point, right, one of the best rappers from Alaska, you're also a guy that's not in Alaska. You're in a bigger city. Looking at the culture here now in the music scene, who are some of the people that you got your eye on or your ears to? Well,
2: me and uh, Blanco from Rage City Records have been working. A little bit. Lucky. Very talented I don't producer. think nobody. I honestly, People I was talking. People might not
1: know about Blanco yet, but they will. <sighs>
2: How old is he? Again?
1: Blanco's freshly 21.
2: I'm like, yo, this man. I I hear super beats from him producer. where I'm just like, I'm like, yo, we should collab on some shit. I'll I send it to him. We'll send it right back. Like, And he's
1: just crazy. And he's crazy. super professional. Yeah. He's driven.
2: He's crazy. So Blanco's
1: crazy. I fuck with him. Name some Alaskan rappers that you bump in or that you like.
2: I love Keiko and, and I love Keiko and Sype and everything that Frozen does. I'll I'll always kind of follow what they do. Who's
1: your, I, who's your favorite guy on Frozen Founders right now? <laughs> I feel like for me it changes.
2: I feel like my favorite rapper is Cypress in Frozen Founders, but the reason why is because I feel like he's the most consistent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not that like You got
1: good energy to him.
2: Bruh, I seen I was a fan of Cypress the day we met. And we were at Frozen Studio and I still had the video on my phone, but this beat came on. And I just started freestyling. Brett just jumped in right after me. And you know, I, I fuck with shit like that because it's like, that's the reason why people like Josh, you know what I'm saying, respect anybody. Because it's for like, sure. you're just not afraid to jump in that bitch. Like. And it's not like I was like going crazy, super right. lyrical, miracle right. type shit. But it's just dope to see. And I hadn't seen this person in my life. Right. I knew that he was kind of like a military guy though too. Right, because right. it's like, you know, he. Yeah.
1: He's from California. Yeah,
2: you don't, you, I, I know who's from here. We know, you know who's from saying? here Yeah, and who's for sure. Not. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying?
1: How do you tell? Around. It's a demeanor. You, and that, and not, not <laughs> it is, that, though. It is, though. That, through, because it's not a lot of people. You, you, I would have seen you before, especially yeah. in the music scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was telling him before, we got all these rappers on Facebook, but mm-hmm. it's like we, the ones that are really doing stuff, we know who's a part of the, the circuit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's not necessarily if you're not in the circuit, it's a bad thing. It's just like we, we recognize faces. We see people. This is, when I first met Cypress, I knew
2: yeah quickly
1: oh he's not from here from
2: nowhere but that's not a bad thing it's just kind of like very i do think it's a demeanor maybe not necessarily of people from anchorage but people from other places because most people that aren't from here don't know anything about like moving around out here like you know what i'm saying things like that like and i've i've been close friends with so many guys who have been from other places specifically like the hoods of these places. So it's like, when you see these guys come up here, you know what I'm saying? You're like, okay, I know this person is not really from up here because they don't, they don't move the way that people from up here. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. So
0: what do people outside of Alaska say to you when you say that you're a rapper from Alaska?
2: They're like, they get like the typical, like, it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like, I'm a unicorn or something. Like, you're not dead ass. They're like, they're just like so confused. Like, I get, You know, oh, I didn't even know from other black people like there's black people out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's your
0: response to that question? Because I've actually heard that from my buddy uh, Preston Pollard.
2: Man, it's just like, honestly, I just I feel bad. And not to say like, (laughs) not to sound like condescending, but it's just like I feel bad because it's like they don't teach you that in school. You know what I'm saying? They don't teach you anything about.
1: Let me ask you an honest question. Do you at times at all ever feel a little embarrassed? About being black and from Alaska? From being an Alaskan rapper.
2: Oh, never. I feel like it, when I was growing up, I used to kind of just resent being from Alaska in general because, like, it didn't seem
1: it wasn't cool. cool. It wasn't but cool. But also
2: that stopped at, like, 12. You know, it's just like with with any type of like I guess insecurity. You know, For you sure. grow out of it, or yeah. you, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just have to deal with that shit. But I was, I've never was like
1: weird that you could talk to somebody down the states. You could say you're from Alaska. And yeah, it's a great conversation starter, right? Yeah. But if you say I'm from a Ala- I'm an Alaskan rapper, I'm from Alaska, and I rap, it's automatically like they automatically look at you like with major hesitation.
2: Yeah. Well, I just feel like you know, I mean, they probably just they. I know that they think, like, well, just, well, what do you talk about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is... Like, because people always associate, like, rappers with kind of, like, you know, like, the struggle or, like, right. you know what I'm saying? You're, like, where where you're from, like, if, right. you know, shirt. your upbringing, yeah, street shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, I'm not gonna lie. It all kind of goes back to, like, being a fan of Wiz Khalifa.
1: <laughs> and I mean that from the standpoint of, like... Where do you put Wiz on your top 20, top 50? Like, where would you Rappers be? ever? yeah i don't
2: know <laughs> I, feel I, like, I, I feel like i feel like wiz is not like you know i'm a fan of rap music right for you sure. know that you know what i'm saying yeah. you know that i'm a fan of like i do you know, know I that you love you, wiz though but you know i love wiz but you know i text you when i'm 19 years old yeah, like yeah. yo have you ever ho- have you ever heard um,
1: uh like what, what was
2: that what album was that last I, did, I
1: did recently put keys on a west side gun
2: oh yes thank so, you for that
1: yeah oh my so, god you'll, you'll like it too
2: okay i'm texting you like yo have you heard raekwon's first album right, yeah i, yeah. <laughs> I was and like, I'm like, like I'm only feel what? for cuban yeah. Lee. i'm like yo that's <laughs> like, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's what, like yeah. he's like bro i grew up on this like <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's so adorable like, i but, totally forgot about that but, but, but i do that to say like i love you know i really love artists for different reasons and not to you know sound out of way about that but it's like i don't look at people i don't look at wiz for but wiz can give you that that's the funny thing but i don't look at wiz for like You know, Royce Bars.
1: What's who's what? what, Who are some of the people? And you know, you don't have to put too much thought into it, but what's Keezy's top five dead or alive?
2: Okay, wait. But Wiz got to go in the top 10 artists of for me Uh of like my life. I won't say of all time, but my life for sure. Top 10. Reason being, he changed shit, bruh. Wiz, this generation. I bro, I want to go even as far to say it's like, Wiz is part of the reason weed is legal today, bruh. Straight up. I swear on my life. I oh. will, bruh, come on. Oh. Wiz Khalifa really changed shit. Like, and for that time of like blog era, you know what I'm saying? Indo- right. Independent rising. For sure. You know, when branding cushion, when your own. When
1: dropped, it was pretty. It insane. was
2: revolutionary, yeah, it was bro. Come on. When Star Power dropped. Right. Bruh, that's, or not even Star Power, excuse me. Um... Uh, deal or no deal I don't know why I'm talking about Wiz right now but Wiz first album when he put it on iTunes went number one he wasn't signed it's that type of shit where it's like you
1: see the passion in his eyes
2: come come on
0: I'm I'm trying to think of a question here I think that uh in what way do you think that he helped legalize weed (laughs) I think I mean just just the popularity just his popularity helped like push it forward
2: why does any brand hit up Kylie Jenner to put some shit on Instagram because they know as soon as she says it's dope is dope, you know what I'm saying? When, I think, and,
0: when you
1: think of marijuana and rap, obviously I would say probably Snoop Dogg's the first guy that the casual person mm-hmm. would think of. Mm-hmm. Wiz is probably in the top three. Those guys like Cypress, Cypress Hill, Hill Cy- Snoop yeah, yeah. Dogg, you know what and I'm like, saying, right you teaching
2: there. them. Like, people that are yeah. like wi- like Willie fucking Nelson. No, like, when I look at Wiz Khalifa, they respect Khalifa, him too, I, yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Think yeah. like, of, I
1: think of Wiz Khalifa as a young... Hip hop version of Willie Nelson, yeah. whereas you know, Snoop is that now, but Wiz
0: will be that, yeah. No, I, well, here's the thing though, and I was actually just thinking this the other day. Is I think, and I, I I could be wrong, but I'm just going going with this thought that I had the other day. But I think Snoop Dogg has easily sold out more than any other rapper that I can think of. Sold out, like, just just sold out. I mean, just look look at he he did a baking show with. <laughs> Oh, you with mean, like, um, out, like he's a sellout, dude. And the funny <laughs> thing is, is when you get into hip hop, it's all about like being okay. real and being core and everything. And then, and then once you're in it, once you're in the mechanism, mm-hmm. then it's like somehow okay yeah. to sell out and yeah. just it's... not be real do anymore. You feel that way about Ice Cube, um, th- I feel like he's always been like fuck the system, though. Yeah. I mean, he's still kind of like that. Have you heard his new album? Nah, I haven't. it's it's, it's kind of hard. It's dope. Yeah, it's good.
1: I'm an yeah. Ice Cube fan, and you know, and I, do I watch Are We There Yet? No. But
0: it's I, actually not that bad.
1: I res- but I, you know, <laughs> as me being my age, I respect his pen because I remember what kind of music he was putting out, you know, and yeah, Ice Cube is up there. And, just, and all the
0: stuff he's ghost written, too.
1: Yeah. I think That's... certain artists um transcend just the hip hop thing. And I feel like Snoop is one of those guys where he's, he's a personality amongst himself. Mm. You know, Snoop Dogg is a guy where... Every kid that listens to rap knows who he is, and white grandmothers know who he is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Does that necessarily? I mean, I could see what you saying about him selling out. I just feel like he's such a charismatic person; he could do any. Like when he did the Snoop Lion thing, the Regan <laughs> thing, I was like, "Oh man, that's career yeah. suicide." Like he's not going to recover. It from, seemed dude, great. it was like nothing even happened. It's like he if just any other matched. rapper would have did that, they, that would have shot them in the ass. Yeah, you know, I you
0: wonder know. though if. It's because he has so much star power For sure. that it's not just Snoop Dogg. Like, Snoop Dogg isn't just going out there and doing this stuff. He, mm-hmm. has, he has a team behind him, right? He's got an agent. Right. He, he has a mechanism behind him that's pushing this image out there, right? So when he became Snoop Lion, maybe it was one of his high thoughts. Right. But ultimately, there was, there was a team that there put it in Mark action. Yeah. was marketing. <laughs> which was Mark which I don't think that a lot of people think of. They're just yeah. like, this, all this stuff happens in a vacuum, and it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. right. That's well, true. That's a good know, point. I honestly would bring
2: the same points about Wiz. I really feel like in the next 10 years, I mean, he'll probably always do music cuz like, you know, that's how he came in, right. but it's like even that movie that he did with like with Snoop, I think it's probably still on Netflix. Wiz Wiz he's a smart guy, man. I don't need to like talk about Wiz right. <laughs> any longer, but I'm just letting y'all know when you talk about me, and you think about what I was doing. I can't lie and say I wasn't modeling my fucking blueprint off of what he was doing. For mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Or like Soldier Boy. You know what I'm saying? People like that where it's like, you know, these are and I Oh, but
0: he was he started out as a sellout. (laughs) Like he just, he was was like from the jump, he was a sellout. Like he was ready to just like. He was ready to get signed for sure. Yeah. He was ready to, I mean, sell his soul, right? mm -hmm. Like, so, so there's, I think there's a, uh, a very fundamental difference in certain people and how they pursue their craft. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want it to be a, a sincere representation of what, the values and everything that you want to continue in this world or do you want to wear a monster energy drink hat
2: yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. i feel like for a lot of these guys too it's like so easy once you get tapped in to that industry oh yeah you have all these opportunities to like you know these brands or these people are hitting you up to pay you a few dollars to you know put that hat on or whatever and it's like you see the check it's like why not some of these guys are just like why not a lot of it's because of like you know, this could get deep, but like, you know, how these people came up. That's my thing too. It's just like, you know, bro. I remember one time you asked me, maybe this isn't the great analogy, but you asked me like, you know, Oh, if, if you could, you know, (laughs) you were like, if somebody came to you and told you, yo, you can buy anything you want, have anything you want. You know, we were talking about drug dealing basically, but you were just saying, you know what I'm saying? If somebody came to you and was like, yo, you could have whatever you want for 10 years. But once that 10 years up, it's gonna be taken all away forever. What like would you do it type of thing? Right. And it was kind of just like, nah, you wouldn't. And it's the same thing for like, for sure, signing that contractor. Like for you know sure. what I'm saying. Whatever. Why would you take this? My life was good before. You know what right. I'm saying. I was chilling before. But these guys who came up not having nothing, and you know what I'm saying. You see that million dollar advance, which right. that's not your money. That's the label's money. Mm-hmm. You gotta see. You gotta get that back. You know what I'm saying. The same thing is getting fronted for like drugs and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But these guys, that's what they know. It's all I need alone. this. It's I need this alone. dollar right now. You know for what sure. I'm saying? So I'm not, and that's my thing always. Is like, go, I do it but like going back to Wiz, going back to people like Currency, where it's like, you know, maybe not Wiz so much because he definitely was like right. a mainstream, like major label artist. Right. But like, you know, I love Spitta because he he owns shit.
1: Independence, man. Man, it's that's what matters, and
2: it's like you know these. I really. I would love to have that three million dollars in my account right now, of course. But I would also love to, when that shit's over, I wanna, I wanna have something to fall back on. That's why For this sure. whole conversation about mass people owning their masters and all this shit. You stay shit. Like, pretty, you stay pretty
1: up to date on on reading about yeah the label deals. I care 360 about sixty deals. And,
2: I care about stuff like that because I don't, I don't consider myself as someone who really knows a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know. I feel like I know. Right. I know what's going on, but, like, you know what I'm saying, I would still have a lawyer if I, you know For what I'm sure. saying, had to sign something, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to just, like, so it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, I always try to stay up to date because, you know, I'm going to be there eventually, you know what I'm saying? What, like, what
1: is your ultimate goal and your ultimate end game when it comes to this music thing?
2: I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm so multifaceted where it's, like, I could really just do whatever i want you know
1: because i guess we didn't mention it but not only are you a rapper but you're a pretty talented producer as well and you produce for yourself and other artists Mm -hmm. is there one that you like more than the other do you like rapping more than you like making beats
2: i i used to love rapping more because like i don't think that i was ever as good as a producer as i know i could knew i could be you know so it was like i kind of but I think what people have to understand about me as an artist is, like, you know, when you think about, like, rappers making songs or, like, building projects or, like, you know, just working in general. Like, when you go on YouTube and you see Young Thug in his studio, it's, like, five other people and they're all chilling and it's, like, a vibe. And my studio is the exact opposite of that. You right. know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, I don't really even <laughs> – I'm, I'm in there by myself. Most of the time, you know Which what I'm saying, is great. just like, and it's just crazy because it's like, you know, shout outs to Darius, but like I learned how to record myself, and I never looked back, bro. As soon right. as I got an inbox and a laptop, nobody could tell me shit. I didn't, I haven't paid so for studio time, in so years. so it's safe to
1: say you do about 98 to 100 percent say- of all. When it comes to creating... Except...
2: Well, creating, yeah, for sure. Right. But not like... But you're
1: you're, you're making the beat. You're writing your lyrics, obviously. You're recording yourself. Mm-hmm. You're. I'm sure you're doing a little bit of post-production as well.
2: Not really. Not really, really. I wouldn't say that. Not on my... So that's I, the one not as- on my that's Not That's the on one my songs. aspect that you don't. That's enjoy. the only thing, but...
1: Which is smart because you're smart enough to realize that there's someone out there way it, more skilled. For right
2: now. You know what, what I'm sure. saying? But I'm always have a person that I go to have my shit mastered because... I'm in the studio by myself. I came from me, Darius in the studio. Me, Darius, gutter in the studio. Me, Darius, cash, gutta in the studio. Me, web, brain. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. a different dynamic when you go from, I live with these guys in a house, me, right. brain, web, cash, building, you know? Then I go to my own spot and it's like, it's just a different dynamic. So I don't know. I really feel like, you know, post-production, it's like, I might as well give it to somebody. That sure. Nobody else hears the shit until I put it out after that. You know what I'm saying? So
0: you know, you were talking about how Wiz Khalifa and like the type of music that he makes, mm-hmm. the kind of almost changed or altered hip hop and like kind of the trajectory he of it. Did, yeah. Um, and then going back to what Tubby was saying about how Skydiv was the first hip hop group in Alaska that was kind of like composed of like non-gangster rappers. Like mm-hmm. you guys were just like artists. Mm-hmm. It seems like that that type of mentality has like permeated all of hip hop and created like almost this new genre. I mean it's been there for for a while where where before when we were talking about like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and like those are the rappers that I grew up with. In my mind, that's the only type of rap that I really like. Everything else is like R and B rap to me, basically. And I can't really even listen to it has to be like the commercial raps that I listen to. Yeah, like
2: as an example.
1: Okay, you know how much I love the weekend, right?
2: Oh, Okay, that doesn't really count as rap, though. Yeah, it's no, not. No, right. no, 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 okay. no. But, but he, he'll, no, he'll like but like, <laughs> but like Drake,
0: Drake. I, I honestly cannot stand him.
1: What about like? He's <laughs> my buddy that sends me like Jedi Mind Tricks tracks and like Vinny Pass, <laughs> I Which love shit it. that I love. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But I also like the fucking bubblegum yeah. shit. Yeah, but you're too, you know always I mean?
2: gonna be like on that on both sides of the spectrum because yeah. it's like of who what you do. Yeah, but you, I mean, also too, it's like you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, what,
0: you know what's really funny about the music I listen to is, like, the rap that I listen to is, like, you know, uh, like Immortal Technique. Like, my, my probably favorite album of all time, because you mentioned Jedi Mind Tricks, is Violent by Design. Like, I can great, listen to that, that CD, project. like, mm. at any moment. So, you think that Wiz Khalifa helped uh, change policy, right? Like, mm-hmm. change uh, a, a piece of, of like, legislation, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that's a cool thought, but, like, when you, when you extrapolate it to something bigger... Right? When you look at, uh, say, a reality television star, right? Yeah. That person got elected as president, that, right? That's my point. But it's, the, it's, it's of the same cloth that you're talking about. Like,
2: exactly. But it's like, that's the world that we're in. But, uh, like you were saying, it is kind of like on some Black Mirror shit. It's like, you know, whether, whether we like it or not. And I don't really think that it's people, I guess I would say like us, that are like putting Trump in office, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know... Something like further than that, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like these people who aren't probably qualified to be like doing things. I wouldn't say Wisely was probably qualified to to make a change like that, but I do I do feel like that he, should happen. I, I
1: agree with the statement that he has a lot why, of influence.
2: Why, if not? Okay, there are other things that contributed to that, right? But if if he didn't do something like that, why did it happen at the time that it did when he was popular? Also. If there are artists that are just as big or bigger than him, someone like Snoop Dogg, who's known for smoking weed, who's always advertised for weed to be legal, did it not happen back then? But I will stand by that, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do feel like Wiz had something to do with how things are portrayed, I guess I would say.
0: So a situation where, say you blow up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you are, you're like Drake status, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're big. What policy would you like to change? Like, given the chance. Good question. That's a great question,
2: but y'all don't want to go down this road, bro, because I'm telling you, like, regard— I don't—this is—I don't know. This might be kind of—I don't really—no, I shouldn't think like that, though. I really shouldn't think like that, because what I was going to say was that, like, you know, I don't feel like whatever it is that I want to do could be done because we've been trying to do it for so long. What is this? I just feel like, you know— I want to go places and not feel like I want to choose my words wisely right now. That's why I'm taking my time. But I feel like, you know, I've been in situations, I've been pulled over more times in Anchorage than I have in Seattle ever. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I've lived more life here, but it's like, you know, every time I get pulled over, I'm terrified. This is before the Trayvon shit. You know what I'm saying? This is before, like, that's in short kind of what i want to change that doesn't happen and you're from, not like, a
0: troublemaker mind you, you not at you all bro no.
2: i don't have a record you know what i'm saying i ain't never been to jail and i'm not saying that to say like i'm i didn't did good shit my whole life but like you know what i saying? i've you but know, it
1: sucks that a law-abiding citizen has to be
2: bro, terrified bro, I,
0: when he's getting i read over. a story mm-hmm.
2: about a 20 year old and like i don't even know where it don't matter this kid's sleeping in his sleeping car, in car yeah. six cops fired on him that kind of shit is not okay and that's what i'm saying it's like i don't want to go down this road because like yeah. low-key really a, feels some type of way about this itself, yeah bro but sure. like you know you asked me that question and it's just like because i feel like now what it's become is kind of more trendy it's kind of fucked up to say that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but it's like that shit is trendy now to for people that aren't people of color is trendy for them to be like oh you know i stand with kaepernick or whatever you know what i'm saying just because mm-hmm. like people don't even really be reading into mm-hmm. what he really standing up for you know what right. i'm saying they just see the, the the nike ad or whatever you know what i'm saying but it's like where I think about this shit, me and my girl have deep conversations about this shit. Where it's like, you know, I I know exactly what I'm gonna do, but I that's why I said it's like it's hard for me to, you know, it's in
0: the. What, fu- would you would you do it in the same way? Well, in a similar way that say Kaepernick is doing it. You know, you you take a stand in you know the platform that you're given. You know, in, in its appropriate way.
2: I feel like uh, uh, what I was gonna say was like you know when I. <laughs> I I I appreciate anybody who's doing anything, right? You know, these rappers, these Mayweather's, these black people with money and status aren't doing anything until they get caught up in some shit like Meek. I hate to use Meek as an example, but it's like I'm
1: glad you said Meek
2: it. was not on talking about Meek prison. Mills. Yeah, Meek Mill is not talking about prison reform, right? Before he went to jail, before his situation was
1: right. Same, okay, same put thing on with a TI. platform. Same thing, with TI. same thing.
2: But look, Meek gets put on a platform. You don't think Meek's getting paid to talk about this shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't think that you know? You don't think that his team, when he gets out of jail, they're they're not like, okay, you know what you got to do, right?
1: They're gonna do. You most know what I'm saying? Do. Let's spin this. Absolutely. And let's run with this. Why yeah, wouldn't sure. you? But
2: yeah. that's my thing. Is like, you know, that's the fucked up shit because it's like. Bro, you know you came from that. You know what I'm saying? You know that that's something that's been going on, but you choose a time where same thing with 21. I you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that these guys have because I don't look 21 Savage. Yeah, I don't I don't look at these rappers to be politicians. I don't look to Kanye right. for advice on But, you know here's, what I'm but, but here, like,
0: here's the thing is once you're once you're put on that level, I think that it's the responsibility of everybody to realize that they're a role model, yeah. whether they like it or not. And you have to assume that responsibility. So, <laughs> I, I don't
2: know.
1: I feel like, you know. There, I try to use that as a devil advocate. Even if it is forced, at least it's action. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. maybe he is getting paid, See, but, you know, he's still doing something, mm-hmm. which is better than a lot of guys who could be doing something. You
2: know I feel mean? like it's hard for, like, look at, like, Kodak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Straight out of the projects. Right? Right. You're a superstar now. But you got pending shit already, right? There's things, you know what I'm saying. There's things like that where it's just like, you know, it's it's hard for for these guys to make a transition into being a role model. They're not in. They're not in this rap shit to be role models. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even say I'm a, being an artist to be a role model. That is something that comes with it, and you should you should realize that. I feel like even when you're, you know, when you have money or when you have status, you carry yourself a little differently because you don't want to get into shit. But it's like I don't. Like I said, it, I can't look at. I got real people I can look up to, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Black leaders, bro. Right. Like, you know, I can look that up to doing family members, bro, attention. before I look to, yeah. Why should I? You know what I'm saying? I've, and the difference too is like, you know what I'm saying? I've maybe seen or been different places or like, you know what I'm saying? Had the opportunity to like, have the ability to think this way. But there's a lot of people who haven't left they, their area, their vicinity and like, Ever. I know a girl from here who didn't leave Anchorage until she was 18. The first place she went was LA. She mm-hmm. was mind blown, right? It's like, you know what I'm saying? LA is not even like, right. you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, so that's, that's my thing is where it's just like, you know, I'm fortunate, but like, this shit gets deep, bro. <laughs> it gets deep, bro.
1: Well, back to nerdy uh, local rap questions. If, <laughs> if, Intermission. Yeah. If somebody, if somebody wanted, if somebody right now is listening to the podcast and they should listen to a Keezy song. What Keezy song would they listen to? Should they listen to?
2: I'll probably say... I would say Keezy Baby, just because like that is... It's funny, I didn't even make that beat, but I feel like that's kind of like the... I've been aspiring to make something of that level for so long. To some people, I feel like you probably hear that song, like, oh, it's okay. But like to me, I feel like that's a perfect song, bruh. Honest to God, it's the perfect length. It's the perfect like tempo. I was we was playing that shit in the car last night, and I I you know I ain't been home in a year, so I ain't seen like well I've seen Aaron a few times, but my cousin, you know what I'm saying I haven't seen him in a minute. I haven't seen Smirk in like a a long time. You know what I'm saying? And it's like even like my girl. You know what I'm saying? She, there's a million artists you can listen to. I don't expect her to listen to my shit, but she know every word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but people know people know every word. Like right. people that like my music and listen. It's like you know, and that's what I'm saying. Even something like that where it's like you know you know. Like I said, you know where I come from. You know what I do as a rapper. Right. But as a songwriter, For that sure. shit is just on a different level. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. So it's just like, yeah, I feel like that's like the song I would.
0: So as an artist, um, so I've heard this from, I think it was Stephen King. I, I read something about him where his fan base or his readership has been like, I want you to write another book like, say, Cujo or The Stand mm. or Carrie, you know? And he's like, I can't write that. I'm not that same person. And that's a pretty consistent thing with with uh, writers or artists in general. Is there something that you look back on that you've produced that you're like, I could never reproduce that. I couldn't, you know, make that cheesy track again because I'm not that person anymore.
2: The heavens, my shit will never. We talk about that. I got a picture.
0: Explain what that is, to people that don't. The, hev-
2: the heavens will help. That's my first album. That's like my baby dog. Like you know, I worked. I, pre- I, pre- I think I worked on that project for like maybe like a year and a half or so. But I, um, that's a, that's a really good question. Cause I feel like that with anything, I feel like <laughs> this is going to sound kind of funny. I feel like making music at the way that I do it anyways, I'm not going in a studio, download beats off YouTube, which I don't see anything wrong with this, but like, you know, download shit off YouTube and ad-libbing the track. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I might work on, I worked on Keezy Baby for like almost a week, which maybe that doesn't seem like that long, but it's like, or you know, to, to the level that, you know, these rappers, like Lil Baby, Gunna, these people that are popular, they're going in the studio and doing like five songs a night. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I don't know. I mean, so with The Heavens, it was like, you know, I, I made 80, I produced like 80% of that album. I think there's 14 songs, three of them, I didn't make them before. And like I said, once again, this is me, like pretty much in the studio just every day by myself. I quit my job to make that album. I fucking like, I had torn my ACL in the middle of making that album and still shot a video type shit, you know what I'm saying, where it's just like bro, I was like I was just in such a different space as a person like that it can never be done again, you know what I'm saying, and i I was learning so much as a producer too at that time, so it's just like, you know, but then also on the flip of that, it's like, you know, I don't ever want to make two projects that are kind of like and so and i and I was gonna say, you know, artistry musically anyways, if you're making music the way that I do, I don't feel like is you're capable of doing that because, you know, once you paint a picture, I mean, you can, you know, paint a same picture, but it's not going to be the exact same. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can always try to like do something like that, but it's never going to be the same. And I don't feel like you really, I don't feel like I need to, because (laughs) it's funny, you know, for me, I'm in such a good space, like as where I am, I guess, in, in, of my career, because I have people that I respect classic projects, right? Like, Even my first mixtape, you know what I'm saying? Like, people know, like, Nameless was, like, that was a thing when it came out. That's why we had that show. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, like, The Heavens, you know? What what show were you talking about? Oh, the regular show that me and Darius did. Like, I think this was, like, 2012.
1: They did it uh, downstairs from Millennium. What was the name um, of that club? Through Helen. Shout to Helen. And uh, it was dope, man. It was a big turnout. And that's when I knew that, you know, I'd already been fucking with you. But I remember that night, I was like, man... These guys got a following. Mm -hmm.
0: And and as a performer, you know, I think that that's a that's an element that maybe we haven't explored. Like I've seen you perform before. Mm. And so there is an an element of uh, being an entertainer that, of course, you have to have the music aspect. But if you're just standing up there, you know, just sucking. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are not going to want to go see your show. They'd rather just listen to your music. But you you're actually a performer. Like, yeah, you can get up that, there, bro. and you're animated, and, you know. I try know. to be. Man, and, he I, does, and he doesn't rap over his own audience. Yo, track. <laughs> and I
2: will smack a rapper who does <laughs> that, bro. That's just so sad, bro. I was I was at the AVN Awards, like, when was that, last month or something like that? And we had seen Cardi B. I love Cardi, but she was rapping over vocals, and I was hot. Because I'm just like, y'all getting paid too much? Like, man, I'm about to go. The another, sad thing it's,
1: is, like, 90% of them do it that way. They day. all do, bro. That's and sad. it's
2: it's almost like it's, like... It's, it's almost like it's acceptable.
0: You, you know what, what I, I think it is, is I think it, it cheapens the song. It mm-hmm. cheapens the, the entire, like, Experience. not just the song, well, but, but performance? yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't go to a Beatles concert and you, you know what I'm saying? They're singing over, you for know, sure. their two track or whatever. I don't know. I feel some type of way about that for real, because it's like the greatest live shows that I've seen nah bro like you know right. what i'm saying that's not happening bro like you know some of the greatest performers like even like someone like beyonce which i'm not like a huge beyonce fan but like bro beyonce is not singing over her vocals bro beyonce <laughs> takes her fucking monitor out bro like, you know what i'm saying like she's with this shit so i'm just not really like you know i don't i i don't really respect it but there's a lot of people who do that you know even when i <laughs> i went to the wizard currency show these niggas would do that i was just felt some type of way you know what i'm saying mm. like I respect these guys, but I'm also just like, you know. Oh, and, they did
0: it? They were rapping yeah, over the lyrics?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of it was for the. Wiz
0: Khalifa and Currency. Mm-hmm. Most okay. of,
2: the, most of This was for the 2009 tour. So this was like literally like last week or something like mm-hmm. that. But But um, I would say in their defense, maybe like the only thing I can think is the album came out the day before. So it's like they probably were just kind of, and it was the first show. But like, you know, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I still don't. You're getting paid. Bro, I don't, ex- you, you shouldn't miss layups. You shouldn't miss mm-hmm. layups. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You shouldn't miss a fast break layup if you're in the NBA because sure. you're getting paid to And You
0: you can apply that to any job, really. Exactly. You know like, yeah. You're getting paid to yeah. do
2: this shit, bro. Even if you don't... And as a rapper, too, I'm just like, bro, you know, and these dudes ain't even rapping for real, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they're not putting together... <laughs> Complex and, what like, bars,
0: right? What was that moment like where you were like, you're, you're excited to see him because you like currency, you like Wiz Khalifa, and then you're like, oh, wait. They're... Yeah,
2: you know, I just feel like, you know, and I'm gonna come clean These guys, I talk about them as if they're like, I mean, they're people I look up to and respect, but these guys are my peers. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't look at, I don't look, I would never meet, somebody like that and fan out. You know what I'm saying? I would met, never see somebody like that and ask for a picture or nah, like an never
1: autograph. ever, ever. Worth,
2: never, worth, ever, worth. ever. And I bro, I rap better than these guys. You know what I'm saying? So I it's hate your like, rap
1: shows and you see rappers become groupies. Yeah, it's for the sure. Worst.
2: There's nothing worse than a rap, a male rap groupie. I'm going to tell you <laughs> that for sure. Nothing worse, bro. I was, I was, uh oh man, I was, uh I was in New Orleans and I see Crancy's manager at the bar and I was like, no no let me tell a story from the beginning because i we walked in i go to this event i've been talking about this for months they have jet life every wednesday or jet lounge every wednesday i'm like yo we're going to new orleans for my birthday i'm gonna go there i'm gonna have a thumb drive of beats. i'm gonna give it to currency manager i'm gonna get my shit out there you know what i'm saying bro this shit happens like i envisioned it it's so fucking crazy but i go in the first night we get there and where i'm walking in he's walking right past me and we've met before you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. like when we, like, did the show in Seattle and shit, you know? Right. So it's like, he, I think, recognized me. But Wait, I, you,
0: you opened up for him?
2: Yeah, I opened up for Currency twice okay. in, in Seattle. It was dope. Okay. But I, uh, so I passed by him, and he's like, we kind of just like, he says, what's up? He actually said, what's up to me? And I kind of just like, if I get the chance to, I'll do it. But I didn't, so I kind of just left it alone. When I was leaving, I seen him, like, talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that where it's like. Bro, I'm not gonna wait in a group of people to try to holler to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm gonna make sure it's like it's it's a uh, genuine. You know what I'm saying? So next day or like a few days later, we're at uh, Dom Kennedy had a show there, and I was just like, bro, I guarantee because Currency and Dom pretty close. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee that Musa will be there. That's Currency's manager. His name's Musa. So I go to the show and I see him, and I kind of pussied out at first. <laughs> but, You know what I'm saying? My girl's like, bro, I prayed for you already. Just like go do that shit. So I ran over there. And it was so genuine and so natural to the point where I was just like, it didn't feel like I was like being thirsty about it. Right. You'll never catch me ever. That's what I'm saying. It has to be something like that where it's like, where I'm never going to like, yeah. you know, and So going back to my original point. It's like, I don't ever feel like.
0: But you it, handed it off to him and it was. Yeah, no, I okay. talked to
2: him. We talked. I gave him the thumb drive. Nothing ever came of it, at least not yet. But it's like, you know, I don't feel. I don't regret anything about that day. You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. because it's like I I had a I had an opportunity and I took it. You know what I'm saying. So it's like regardless, like that that was what it was. You know what I'm saying. And I was I'm the type of person too where it's like if it didn't happen, it wasn't supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying. So I'm not really tripping, but I do think you know like I just want to be clear. Like I really don't look at anybody. I don't listen to new albums with like it's. I listen to music a lot differently than I like used to. You know. But I don't look at these guys as, like, people that are, like, so far out of reach for me. Right. Not even somebody like Drake, bro. Drake, Drake. you know, Wonder Girl?
1: Yeah. Or, producer. like, you know,
2: maybe not even Drake, but, like, you know, even Jay-Z. You know, Wonder Girl, like, these these producers that are getting big looks, it's happening very kind of casually. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something like that, where I run up on you. Or, like, I was watching something about uh Kenny Beats. I know, you know what I'm saying? You felt for, Kenny for Beats. Sure. And, like, he... Freddie
1: Gibbs producer. Yeah,
2: yeah. He He, um... I forget who, what the song was, but point being like, you know, he saw an artist at like a festival or something, I think, and was like, yo, I don't have whatever, whatever, but I could play these beats on my phone real quick. And the song gets me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that where it's like, I don't really need to look at you as like somebody who I like can never be or something like that. Cause like these guys came up the same way that I did, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know.
0: Yeah, and they're not going to be there forever. Yeah, absolutely. So but, somebody's you know, got to be there to take their place.
2: Yeah, you know, some sometimes when I think about it, though, you know, like like you asked me, I can't answer the question of, like, where I, I guess, specifically see myself because I love being a rapper. I love being a producer. I just, the music shit, I just can, I could do it all. You if know you, what i if,
1: if you were going to be successful in one of them, in one department, which one would it be as a rapper or a producer? If you had the choice, would you be a very successful musical rapper or musical artist or would you be a very successful producer
2: i honestly have to say like i have to do i want i would want to be great at both you know what i'm saying i'd want to be known for being like good at both hopefully you know what i mean but if i only had to choose one i'd probably say being an artist sometimes i'd lean more towards like oh man because like i get in ways where i'm like i can only make beats right now you know what i'm saying or like i can only i can't really make no new beats right now or something that sounds to me,
1: if you don't mind me asking for the nerds listening that are into production, what what kind of gear do you use
2: for production? I just use FL right on FL Studio for recording myself. I use Pro Tools 12, and <laughs> uh, I just have my little I think it's a how many keys is it 88 keys? So, that's mm. like 44 keys. <laughs>
1: You <laughs> and you do you do forty <laughs> two. You do all of it with that gear.
2: Yeah, I've been bruh Me and Webb bought this MIDI keyboard like twenty thirteen or fourteen. I swear I've made every beat that I can <laughs> like. That's probably out out like that. You know what I'm saying on that shit, bro. And then I got you know what I'm saying. I just have a, a, a AKG microphone. <laughs> people that that's
1: what that's what evidence from uh daily people two one
2: C two one four something like that.
1: Just a quick question. Who's your favorite producer of all time?
2: That's such a hard question. Uh, I don't know. You know who, you know, when I, this is so funny. Uh, The other day, my boy asked me, who's your favorite producer of the 90s? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I kind of just think 90s, like, death row or, like, bad boy shit, right?
1: Hell yeah. Organized (laughs)
2: noise. Bruh, come on. like So if I had, I wouldn't say that they're my favorites of all time, but, like, it's that, just such a hard question. I hope me, they're know? treated like royalty Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're monuments. Well, you heard that uh big boy just bought the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like, you know, they're probably gonna be yep. straight. I'm but a, I am um, a family fan for a while. I don't know, bro. I love I love Pharrell, you know. I love like Timbaland's beats, you know. Even Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. I say that because like I've kind of la- lost my Let me ask you, because I know
1: you and I know you're a very uh racially driven person, right, with all the bullshit that's going mm-hmm. on in this world. But I also know that you're a hardcore hip-hop fan. What are your thoughts on Kanye West in 2019?
2: I feel like Kanye and, and like... Have you completely like, written them off? Yeah, I mean, I really, I didn't really, like, listen to like, the last few Kanye albums. I, the last Kanye album I sat with was Life of Pablo. I went to that show. It was amazing. It's so fucking sad, bro. When it's I, sad, like, right? It, it's yeah. sad watching it's so him. Sad.
1: I feel like he's, like, like Lauren Hill now. Like, I feel like he's just... Hmm, that's an interesting comparison. Lauryn Hill, amazing artist, right? In my opinion, one of the greatest female artists, period. Can Mm -hmm. sing and rap exceptionally well. Somewhere down the road, something in her personal life happened and she went fucking crazy, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's noted that she's fucking nuts. I kind of feel like the same thing is happening with Kanye. And as a hardcore Kanye fan, I think everything kind of changed when his mom died. I think his mom died. He was very close to his mom. He obviously was kind of a sheltered kid already, so he's different, right? He's not your typical Rockefeller guy. You know what I mean? I feel like his mom died, and then just that's when all the crazy, like even with the Taylor Swift shit, all these weird things started happening after his mom died. And it's sad to watch now. Like it's like, man, because I love Kanye West as an artist. I actually got to meet him before. Yeah, he maybe something that's so it's like sad to watch it. And you know, I'm not you know, I'm not a black man, so yeah. I'm assuming a guy like you got to look at him and be like, man, the fuck is going yeah. on? You know what I mean?
2: I definitely felt some type of way when Kanye was like, slavery is a choice or something. Man, like that. That you know was what I'm bad, saying? Right? we just like these are things that like, bro, like you cannot say anything to take that back. You know nothing, what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing, nothing you can say. That is such a far-fetched statement from the truth where it's it's just It's crazy. It's
1: It's like an actual crazy crazy thing to say. And the insult to injury I feel like he uses mental health as like an excuse to get rid of like a get out of free card. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's people that, you know, and maybe he does have mental health issues, but I feel like he uses that as a crutch. I'll say whatever wild shit I want to say to get some views. And then the next day, oh, man, I got mental health issues. Like, that's not cool to me.
2: You know, it's just uh, it's just sad. bro. It's, It's sad to watch. It's sad because, like you said, like. We don't look up to, we as in like young black men don't always look up to like people that are like the most influential, like positive black symbols. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that is. Kanye's a great dude though. You can, you know that, right? But it's like, people thought R. Kelly was a great dude. Not to say that the two things are comparable, but it's like, look at how you're representing us, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit matters. And it's, that's why I feel some type of way about like. Floyd Mayweather is saying like, you know, right. my thing is like, you know, it's, it's not about, I don't care if Floyd wears Gucci or not. It's the principle. It's, it's like, you know, you're
1: absolutely.
0: And, and what exactly happened? Well, I think so, I'm
2: like, you know, they had like the, the sweater with Gucci or whatever that symbolized like blackface. Okay. And so people have like an outrage about that. And people then are boycotting Gucci boycotting okay. Gucci and Floyd Mayweather goes into, they catch him right outside the store going into Gucci store. And they're just like, yeah, how do you feel about the boycott or whatever? And he's basically just like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm rich. I'm going to do what I want. It's not even the fact that, like, you're choosing to, because he's like, oh, I'm not a follower, blah, blah, blah.
1: You know, what Cody was saying, how, you know, when you get to a certain level, you got to accept responsibility. In a way, I kind of disagree with that. Like, if you're an artist and you're just in it to make art, you just happen to blow up and become a public figure Mm -hmm. i don't think you necessarily like now i have to go and be this vocal person and for social justice or whatever i don't feel like you have to take that responsibility but you should be mindful and sensitive to situations that are going on Mm -hmm. and at the very least Mm -hmm. shut your mouth yeah if if you don't got nothing positive to say you don't have to be you know out there you know protesting and doing this that and the third but when you say you just say things and you know it's a sensitive time like Things like that. It's just one of several reasons why I don't like for people
2: have, you know, selective, like, activism. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, even worse, it's like, TMZ pull up on you outside of going to the Gucci store asking you questions about you beating your wife. You're not answering those questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, but they pull up on you asking, oh, why are you going to the Gucci store? You know, that's a headline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nigga, fuck Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Or, like, you know, fuck fuck, fuck the boycott or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, these guys, man, they're just... You know they're corny, bro. You know it's there's this,
0: there's this concept that I've uh, I've referenced before, and it's it's this idea that people are made up of ones, twos, and threes. Mm. And so I'm not exactly sure if it's like a, a Buddhist concept, but it's the idea that you keep being reincarnated until you've reached this state of like you get it, right? So like ones are people that they want the corner office. You know they they want all of these superficial things, right? Mm-hmm. They want they want the five snow machines, and they want the, all of these gadgets that make them appear to be this this person, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, these things are representations of who they want to be. Twos, like, you, you kind of get it, right? Like, you're kind of getting there. You realize that life is about your family, your friends. You know, it's, it's about love and not being, like, an asshole, right? <laughs> and then, like, threes are, like just totally get it yeah. you know they just they, they you know they can go through their entire life being poor and being helpful to other people and it's about humanity and philanthropy and all the things like that and when i see people like kanye west do stupid shit i'm like that's a one yeah easily yeah, yeah, yeah. dude oh, like yeah. he is 100 percent a one and yeah. honestly when i see a lot of celebrities the older i get i'm like most of them are ones you know they're not they're not done like cooking you know they're not they're not finished yet being a person mm-hmm. and i think that when i when i talk about people needing to be good or better representations of humanity they need to i mean they're representing all of us mm-hmm. you know i think that that's why you know myself and i think a lot of people are pretty disappointed with the world right now yeah because because these leaders whether they're pop culture leaders or whether they're political leaders they're not very representative of our personal values
2: no that's why i feel like when i look at trump <laughs> like i just see you know what i'm saying and that's that's one example but it's like you know like you said it's like we give these guys too much authority and you know we I don't know. Now I don't wanna say we. I don't wanna box everybody in. But you get what I'm saying though. It's just like for you know, sure. we it's we give these guys the ability to have that type of power. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to be like that, but I mean if they want and by they, you know, the higher the powers. Be, the powers beaten. that the be, Illuminati <laughs> if they want it, if they want you to see it, you gonna see that shit. Bro. Yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying? Like and if they don't, you won't you won't. And it's just that's just what it is, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's like an answer to that one.
1: <laughs> so there, let's let's say that there's a 15, 16-year-old boy either in Anchorage or Fairbanks or somewhere in Alaska. He knows about Sky Division. He knows who Keezy is. And he thinks that he wants to start doing music. He's got this urge inside of him to make music, and he feels like he's going to be great. But he's at the very beginning of his journey, and he's looking at you for some advice. What would you tell that young rapper from Alaska who feels like that is his life's mission now is to be an artist and make music. What kind of advice do you give that kid?
2: You say life mission now, that to me means like this person wasn't doing music before?
1: When I was 16 or 17 is when I first started doing music. And that was the point when I realized like, oh, this is my purpose in life, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you felt that way too. Mm -hmm. A young kid is somewhere in Alaska right now going through that same thing. And he might be listening to this podcast. What does Keezy say to a, a kid who's about to start his journey as an artist in Alaska? Don't
2: listen to anybody that says anything negative about your location. That's my first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to be able to believe that it's possible to be the most like popping where you're from before. I think you even like think about not to say that you have to be, but you have to think you can be. You know what I'm saying? And somewhere like here, it's perfect for that. because It's like it's perfect. To have that mindset, because kind of what we were talking about earlier, is like, you know, you're like, like, it's good for Alaska type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, people are always, bro, people are going to shit on being from here forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go to L.A., people sitting on L.A. You go to New York, New York rappers ain't trying to be in New York. They're trying to go to L.A. You know what I'm right. saying? like. You go to Atlanta. Atlanta's probably the only place where you can go. And this rappers like, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, come on, bro. We're gonna collab
1: tonight. <laughs> You've made it.
2: You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. It's just like, yo, don't think about because man, I never yo. Shout outs to Slim Delafonte. Dog. Like we were talking about like early, early Skyded members. Webb was the last person to actually join Skyded, actually. But I fuck with Slim, man. But that's it's funny because we're in my garage one day and where he was just talking to me about like this was after, like, you know, everybody kind of fell out and everything whatever. And so um, he asked me, like, you know, or I basically just ended up asking him, like, you know, how can two black kids from Alaska become, like, the most, like, you know, basically talked about artists? And he was like, how not? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, and this bro's from, like, Carolina. So I think his his insight is a little bit different. Right. But it's like, you know, like you said, it's a great conversation starter when you go out. One would think it's the same thing if you like see a headline, oh, Alaskan rapper, blah blah, blah, but people don't really think like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you see that and you're like, oh, click on that shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but that's my thing is like, you know, people are always gonna shit on a smaller community, a smaller, less known until it pops, Mm -hmm. and once that shit pops, now
1: they're all on. Oh,
2: everybody's gonna eat that up, bro. We gonna have, bro. The governor, the mayor, they're gonna have to cut the check because we're gonna be getting tourist money like never before, bro. They're gonna be building shit like I'm telling <laughs> you, I swear to God, let let one of these Alaskan rappers get Drake level. You don't think Drake brought some money into Toronto? Oh, no, Wasn't nobody actually, going they, to they Toronto actually, like they, I mean, they probably
1: re- were, but like they reported that he it's a, it's a crazy amount of c- revenue on. that he brings to the city of cut Toronto. Cut the check, man. Yeah.
2: Cut that check, man. Give the pay that man, cause look, it's <laughs> it's that serious. This shit gets deep. Why you think people are trying to boycott Gucci? That black dollar, bruh, once urban shit gets popping, right. oh, bro, they're going to eat it up. People who ain't never loved hip hop before in Alaska are going to be trying to come do what you're trying to do. And you're be like, bruh, I've been here ten, 10 plus years.
1: Did you ever fear like as soon as you left Alaska, then Alaska pops and becomes like the new hotspot?
2: I don't care because I come back and everyone fucks with me and I fuck right. with everybody. So no, I, cause I still consider myself a, a person out here, you know? You if- know,
0: I, uh, I interviewed um, Jesse Bertner, who's a, he's a pro snowboarder. I asked him something similar, which was, um, why did you decide to move out of Alaska? Mm. And do you feel, you ever feel like you're kind of drawn back? He's like, I bring Alaska with me wherever I go,
2: yes sir <laughs>
0: you know i bring that I bring that ethos or that that uh the our values and and I bring it I transport it mm-hmm. to every place that I go which i i I thought was great oh,
2: yeah. I love that mindset, bro. It's easy to forget where you come from thats just plain and simple, you know what I'm saying, and it's like that's why I'd be back here every year at least for a few days if I can because it's like I don't ever wanna like. Forget Northern Lights and Muldoon. I don't Mm -hmm. ever want to forget walking to Baggage for school. I don't ever want to forget walking to Costco from East for lunch. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want to forget like anything that I can remember from my upbringing here because that shit is what makes me the person that I am today for real. For like, I can't even imagine being from nowhere else, bro. I go (laughs) other places and it's like I wouldn't even want to be from here, bro. Like, you know, these big cities that people love going to visit, I love going to visit there when i have the ability to buy a house here and just have it and just come back i'm going to i'm going to live here i'm going to have a piece of me here forever mm-hmm. that ass and like you know i've i've thought about shit like Bro, when this shit pop, I'ma renovate Fourth Avenue Theater. I'm gonna throw I was talking about this shit last night. I'm gonna throw I'ma throw a show there. I'm gonna be the first artist to do that shit in like X amount of years. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna sell out the Sullivan. Nobody's ever people artists from other places ain't never done that. Shit like that, where it's just like, I mean, even if these things don't happen, it's like these are the kind of things where I'm just like, you know, like I wanna like build studios here for artists that are aspiring. Shit like that, where it's like, you know, I wanna like, I really wanna do the right thing. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? You can save this podcast, but it's gonna happen, and if and we're gonna talk about that shit because I love, I love my peers out here, but I don't think that they all have. I don't think everyone has the same objectives of when they get to that level. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. I really don't. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to.
1: Early on, I remember thinking like, man, he's so sure. Oh, he's so sure. Like even when I first met you, when you were way younger, I remember mm-hmm. thinking like. He's so sure I can see it in your eyes when you talk about when we do this, Tubby, or when we're... and I'm just like, he believes it. And, mm. you know, and I, I feel like as a guy who's the older I get, I get more like, you know, spiritual. I feel like you have to believe it like, yeah. to your core. You know what I mean? I think a lot of rappers and a lot of artists, they just talk the talk because they need to hear it. Right. Then there's certain people you can see, like they really believe it. And you're one of the few guys that I can say, I truly believed it from day one. They like
2: a in your eyes. This, thank you. I, I really appreciate that, bro. And like, not even just saying that as a response. Like, you know, because I, this shit's so big to me. Sometimes I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> like, are you sure? That's how, that's how. These are how, big goals. These are big bro, goals. Going back to what you were asking me about, like, oh, what advice would I give or whatever. That ass, like, if it's not real enough to you or you're almost scared of it, that's, I don't really feel like that's what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? cuz that shit should be so almost surreal. You know, it's almost like like you have a dream about something and that shit comes to life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like you have a dream about like somebody else or something like that and it's like you see it like come to fruition. It's just so it has to be like that where it's like you almost don't even really think that it's possible, but there there's real signs in my life that I'm supposed to be doing this shit. I don't know about other people or like, you know, whatever. I could say something like me meeting me and Darius were not friends when we met. We actually had like a like a I wanted to beat this nigga's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I wanted to fight him, <laughs> bro. People that don't know me don't know, but like I hold grudges, bro. I will not fuck with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't. I don't feel like I have to. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I and David told me, "Hey, good was like, oh, you and Darius make a song together. That'd be the hardest shit out." Once me and Darius started making songs together, bro, it was the hardest shit out, bro. And it was just like, you know, it's stuff like that where it's like, I really truly feel like there are signs that have, like the star, the stars going to align one day, bro. Like it's just, it's crazy. And if it don't, honestly, like maybe my job isn't to be that person, but you know, I'm going to have my hands in whoever is up next. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always like, regardless, somehow it's going to be like, my DNA going to be in that shit. Especially if it's from out here. I can just you see like
1: yourself that. making music for the rest of your life? No matter what happens?
2: Yeah. I can see myself being a part of music, like creating. But will forever. you, Will
1: you even if it's just for your own ears, will you continue to make music for the rest of your life? Will you... Like um,
2: continue to put stuff out? Like be, Jay?
1: Even for yourself, yeah. Do, do you, you have like a... For,
2: like if I don't, if I'm not so like... So let's
1: say you're 40 years old and you're still in this position. Are you? Same, yeah, yeah. Are you still going to make music for I, yourself?
2: I do feel like that because it's like it's therapeutic, right? Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I've invested so much into it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, there's nothing else that I really care about more. So for me, it's always kind of been, you know, I mean, I grew up playing instruments, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that where it's like, it's always kind of been like in me. So I don't ever see it ever stopping really, you know. Even sometimes where I'm like, it sometimes just doesn't seem like I'm supposed to be, but I can never really stop. You know what I mean? Hey, before we go, I wanted to say thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, thanks for I being on the to, show, man. I wanted to, when I seen you in today's episode, I was like, I should have come here and tried to see if it will let me. I don't like, that was so, like, as a producer, I'll be hella thirsty. Like, I'll message you or whatever. I'll ask, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> want to, as a rapper, I never want to be like, guy. that's like, yo, can I get an interview on your podcast? But, like, I, I, I appreciate you, man. And, like, you know, you've always kind of just, like, Fucked with me, like I don't know why, but like you know, I you've always kind of just. Well, I think
0: what it is is I I I recognize like something something familiar that I I have in me, which is you are doing the thing that you're doing, you know, producing hip hop music Mm -hmm. and and rapping because it's out of like a genuine passion, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just started making a little bit of money, you know, thanks to Patreon for crude, right? Mm -hmm. It took me this long since 2013 to realize that this is the mode of journalism that people in Alaska gravitate toward. You know, the podcast form of it. It You know, I did four issues of the magazine and they were all individually really popular and they, they were successful, but it took anywhere between six months to a year to produce. Actually, the fourth issue took two years and that was 208 pages it's a full book Mm -hmm. right that's not sustainable in 2018 2019 to do that and so it takes you a while to get to a certain point but my friend Gus told me this is one time when I interviewed him for a snowboard article and uh, we were talking about success and I brought up the idea of perseverance and he's like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the skill. You know, like you have that's people. great
2: words great word. You,
0: you, have, you have people who aren't great at stuff, but they persevere mm-hmm. and then they become the thing that they want to become. You know, that's why we have sometimes mediocre artists is because they have that perseverance. You know, mm-hmm. they have that within them. But there are great artists out there that just don't persevere.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I appreciate that really. And that's good advice too. Like, you know. Even for somebody like me, like I just feel just like- Just keep going. Yeah. Why? Why not, bro?
0: Have be. no plan B. <laughs> this, was. This is always plan A. Just keep going straight forward. This is forward. the
2: last thing I'm gonna say. I was talking to my mom like right before we left the house, and I was just like, "Sometime, bro. We. I work at a law firm right now, outside of doing music, and we were talking about like 401k and stuff like that. And I straight up was like, I, I don't, I don't work there because I love the, the law. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want to be in attorney- dirty. It pays well and it helps me to be able to do what I really want to do. And it's like, like you said, it's like plan B for what, bro? Like nobody I know that was successful at what they're doing had a, had an idea of like, well, if this doesn't work, because already you're doubting yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like as fucked up as that is, but it's like, bro, you can't play it safe. You know what I'm saying? Because these people out here who were becoming successful, they're not betting on something else to work for them.
1: The commitment and the passion.
2: Commitment, the passion,
0: and the perseverance. All right, Keezy, this has been great.
2: Thank you guys, man. Much love.
0: You can support local grassroots journalism at patreon.com slash crude magazine. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a platform that makes it easy for you to support content that matters to our community for as little as $1 a month. Crude Conversations is written, hosted, and produced by me. Cody Liska for Crude Magazine. Intro music was produced by Alcoda Beats.